Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I seek to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet, all so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, discover the life God created us for, lives of purpose, peace, and abundance, rooted in the hope that with God's grace and mercy, we can become the living, breathing, wonder-working saints that the world so desperately needs today. Welcome to episode 89 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. This is Christina Simmons, your host, and I'm so glad that you have joined me today. For our episode today is talking about searching for meaning in our lives. So I've been sharing some food for the head, heart, hands, and feet that will help you be able to find that purpose, to be able to find that meaning in your life. So I have put together some of my favorite quotes that will help you be able to reflect upon the great and profound questions that we have, which is, why am I here? What's my purpose? Does my life have any meaning? In a short word and answer, yes, your life does have meaning and you do have a purpose. I hope that you enjoy listening to this podcast and I'll see you on the flip side. Hello, Christina Simmons from Say Yes to Holiness here with just a friendly reminder that if you want to get the full-length episode of this podcast, then go ahead and check out the podcast on Apple or on Spotify or whatever platform you enjoy listening to your podcast to. Again, you can find the full episode of this podcast on those platforms. Hope you enjoy. So, our food for the head comes from a daily reflection provided by the School of Love, which is based in the Archdiocese of Kansas City, Kansas. And they wrote, Do we approach the sacraments believing that they possess Christ's healing power? Do we approach them with faith like the blind, the crippled, the sick, and the leprous in the Gospels did? We should. Christ's power is present in the sacraments every day. So often, as we're looking for meaning in our lives, what happens is, is that we look in, you might say, all the wrong places. And we are sometimes oblivious to what is present right before us. The sacraments are one of those case in points of where too often we neglect or we ignore how God continues to demonstrate his power and his authority in our midst through the sacraments. The reality of his grace and love is made present through them each and every day at the Mass and in every confessional and in hospitals and homes where anyone is sick and ailing and near death. And as we're searching for meaning in our life, we need to seek it in the places where there is true power and authority. Jesus, when he was uh, preaching in the synagogue, people were amazed at how he preached with such authority. And he never was referring to the rabbi who came before him or even to Moses, but rather to his own authority. How often is it that we will seek answers from people who have no authority 
from those who don't know what the true meaning of life is. Of where they say, hey, this worked for me, but there's nothing else that backs it up. But yet, because we're desperate to find answers, we're willing to try it, aren't we? We're willing to, if we were in the desert, for example, to eat sand thinking that it's water, if someone tells us so. But we need to be, when we're searching for meaning and answers for our life, we need to be seeking it in places of authority, of places that we can see that the answers are true and good and beautiful. And scripture is one of those places. And scripture tells us very strongly about the fact that Jesus taught with authority. And one of the things that we hear and we know is the fact that Jesus gave us the sacraments. He gave us the sacraments so that we would be able to find comfort, to be given nourishment, to be healed of our ailments, even in the midst of all of the struggles and challenges and confusion that we face each and every day in our lives. So we have to learn to seek out authoritative answers. Now many times people want to set aside authority because they're like, well, you're telling me what to believe. No, authority is merely proven proven truth. So for example, we go to a car mechanic to have our car fixed. Why? Because they're an authority on fixing cars. Well, who's the authority on fixing our hearts and our minds? That would be God. And why is that? Well, because he is the one who created us. God created us in his image and likeness. And God tells us what it is and how it is that we need to be about in this life. He gives us the meaning of our lives. He tells us that we're made for relationship with him. We are made for love. And why do we know we're made for love? Because God is love. So when we are seeking answers, go to the sacraments of love. Go and receive love poured out for us in the Eucharist. Go and receive healing love in the sacrament of confession. These are the ways that we can find those answers that we're seeking. When we seek it in the place of authority. Our food for the heart comes from St. Faustina and her diary of Divine Mercy. And she writes, Let souls who are striving for perfection particularly adore my mercy, because the abundance of graces which I grant them flows from my mercy. I desire that these souls distinguish themselves by boundless trust in my mercy. I myself will attend to the sanctification of such souls. I will provide them with everything they will need to attain sanctity. This is what Jesus told St. Faustina and he had her write in her diary. And again, this is another example of God's power and authority in which he shares 
the reality of his divine mercy. When we're looking for answers in our lives, look no further than God's mercy. He knows of our failings. He knows of our weaknesses. He knows of our disorderedness. And he desires for us to come and to strive for perfection by adoring his mercy. We can seek out this mercy again by going to the sacrament of confession. We also can seek this mercy out by simply spending time in conversation with him. This is what prayer is. Simple conversation with a friend. This is who Jesus should be for us. And when we enter into prayer, this is where we will find those answers. This is where we will discover the meaning of our lives. Because God is always unveiling it for us. This is actually one of the best uh, definitions I ever heard of for discernment, which is God's unveiling of his plan for our lives. And the question we have to ask ourselves is, do we trust Jesus? Do we really trust him? Or do we just pretend to trust him? Are we willing to adore him in his great mercy? But really, are we willing to trust in his mercy? When we're searching for answers, it's all about trust, isn't it? Who do you trust? So if you are not trusting of authority, then who do you go to? You go to someone you trust. And again, I bring us back to the fact that who else should we trust than the one who loved us so much that he gave his life for us? Who else should we trust than the one who came to be like us, who suffered with us, who walked with us, who laughed with us, who ate with us? He desires to be one with us. This is what holiness is. This is what striving for perfection is about. To strive for perfection and holiness, to be perfect like our Heavenly Father is perfect, is simply transforming union with Him. In which we enter into union with Him so we can be transformed into Him. This is how He takes our disorderedness and He makes it right-ordered. When we trust in his mercy and his care for us, then he will do great things. But we have to be willing to trust, and especially trust that he will attend to the sanctification of our soul, and that he will provide us with everything we need in order to attain that sanctity. When we trust when we truly trust, then we seek and find those answers. And in fact, Jesus told us exactly that. Seek and ye will find. Our food for the hands comes from Bishop Robert Barron. He wrote, Only when we make Christ the cornerstone of our lives are we truly ready for mission.
Keep in mind that every encounter with God in the Bible conduces to mission, to be sent to do the work of the Lord. If we try to do this work while we are stuck to any number of attachments, we will fail, period. In order for us to truly find answers and meaning in our lives, to truly find our unique and unrepeatable mission, our purpose, we have to be spending time with God. There's no if, ands, or buts. The answers that this world provides us about what we are about, of who we are, and our purpose, they're always going to leave us longing for more. St. Augustine taught us that back in the 4th century. But we keep repeating that, don't we? We keep seeking power and fame and fortune rather than seeking the one who loves us beyond measure. We have to remember that when we spend time with him, then he unveils for us his desires and he unveils for us the purpose for which he created us. We have to remember that God knew us in our mother's womb. And he didn't know us just in our mother's womb, so just in those nine months before we were born into this time and place. But rather, he knew us even before time. He had us in mind already before time because he is eternal. So he already knew what our purpose was going to be and who we were going to be. Therefore, because of what our purpose is and what, what gifts he was going to give us and where. But just as important was the when. We were created for this exact time in the exact place that you are with the exact gifts that you have been given in the exact way that you have been created to be. This is what it is to know and to be known, to love and to be loved. God knows everything about us. He's known us since before time began. He knows us and he loves us. And we need to trust that he is going to give us exactly what it is that we need in order to do the work that he has created us for. So we need to be setting aside those attachments. We need to be setting aside, you know, our thirst for power and prestige. We need to be setting aside our desire for pleasure and comfort. We need to be willing to set aside the fact that we might not be famous, that we might not be recognized. We need to be willing to go about doing the work in the vineyard in the exact way that our Lord desires for us to do. But we can only do that if he is the cornerstone. And the only way that he becomes the cornerstone is if we're spending time with him. All sorts of studies out there say that we are just like the people that we spend the most time with. So who are you spending time with? Who you spend time with 
is going to do a great deal of informing you about what your purpose and the meaning of your life is. If you're hanging out with people who think that life is just about pleasure, they're going to tell you that you only have value in correlation to how much pleasure you can give them. If you're spending time with people who are only about power, then again, your value is in direct correlation to how much power you have or how much power you can give them. Same thing applies for fame, for anything else. What does God tell you? God tells us that all we have to be is ourselves. We are valuable because of who we are. Or more specifically, because of whose we are. Sons and daughters of the High King. And when we remember and claim our identity, then we know our purpose. And then our mission is unveiled when we spend time with the King. The King will always tell us what he desires for us and how he desires for us to serve in the vineyard. But he doesn't order us to go and do something he isn't willing to do. He goes with us and he already has paved the way for us and shown us how we need to go and serve by laying down our lives out of love, for love, and in love. Our food for the feet comes from St. Agnes. Christ made my soul beautiful with the jewels of grace and virtue. I belong to him whom the angels serve. This builds upon what I was just talking about in the sense that whenever we recognize that we belong to him, belong to God whom the angels serve, then our soul is made beautiful with the jewels of both grace and virtue. This is a great purpose. To be adorned with the jewels of grace and virtue, to claim our identity as sons and daughters of God, to be able to claim an identity that's rooted in the power and authority of the creator of thousands of galaxies across the universe. But it's not just this general love. It's a personal love. It's a love that God shares with us in a personal way because he profoundly adores each of us with grace and virtue. He loves each of us in a particular and personal way. This is the essence of the good news. Not just that God so loved the world that he sent his only son so that we might have life for eternity, but the fact that God sent his only son to suffer and die for us so that we could be risen, so that we could be resurrected alongside him, and that we could rejoice with him for all eternity because he loves each and every one of us. Some of you might be familiar with my own conversion story and the encounter that I had with Christ on a Good Friday evening. And during that encounter, 
of when I was humbled and was totally awestruck by the magnitude of the sacrifice that had been made by Christ. I was blessed with him speaking to me deep in my heart of when he said, Christina, even if you had been the only one, I still would have done this for you. This is the essence of that personal love that God has for each and every one of us. It's tied to the fact that from the very beginning of time, God knew us in our mother's womb. He knew us and he wanted us to be a part of his story. Each of us is called to be a part of that story. This is our purpose. The old Baltimore Catechism used to say, what's the purpose of life? And it's to know, love, and serve the Lord. And it seems a little trite, but the fact is, is to know and love and serve the Lord means to be known, and it means to be loved, and it means to be served, because that is what love does. Love knows and unconditionally accepts. Love loves beyond measure. And love serves in sacrificing and gives all, which is what Jesus did on the cross. So one of the biggest things that we can do is to allow ourselves to be loved. To allow ourselves to have our souls adorned with jewels, those jewels of grace and virtue that St. Agnes talks about. Because this is the essence of power and authority. The essence of power and authority is to be able to bestow grace and virtue upon creatures who desperately need it. And that would be us. But the good news is, is that our purpose is to be known and is to be loved and is to be served by a creator who loves us beyond imagining, by a savior who desires nothing but to be in friendship with us and for us to spend all eternity in loving union with him. And this should bring meaning to our lives. For our purpose, Dr. Ralph Martin writes in his book, The Fulfillment of All Desire. He shares about some wisdom that St. Francis de Sales talks about, and where St. Francis de Sales insists that true devotion must touch every area of our life. True devotion is not just a matter of spiritual practices, but of bringing all our life under the Lordship of Christ. St. Francis is known for his slogan, slogan, Live Jesus, Live Jesus. What he means by this is an invitation to Jesus to live and reign in our hearts forever and ever. In other words, for Francis, to live the devout life is to reach the point in our love for God and neighbor that we eagerly, carefully, frequently, and promptly desire to do his will in all the various ways in which it is communicated to us, in the duties of our state of life, in the objective teaching of God's word, in opportunities and occasions presented to us, and in response to our interior inspirations. This invitation 
is the true meaning of our lives. The invitation to a life beyond our imaginings. The invitation to be able to live a life such as that Jesus lives in our heart and soul and mind. And when he does, we then live a life of sanctity. We live a life of perfection. We live a life that is full of purpose and peace and abundance. When we are striving to eagerly love God and our neighbor as ourselves, then what happens is, is that we then are striving for holiness. We're striving for sanctity in daily life, and we find purpose and meaning in the midst of doing that. This is what we need to be about. So the question we have to ask ourselves is, what are we doing in order to allow Jesus to live in our heart and soul and minds? Because when we take the necessary steps, then what we'll find is meaning beyond our imagining and a purpose that is far greater than any we could ever imagine for ourselves. So what might be some resolutions that you could take from our conversation today? Well, one of the first ones is, is that several times I talked about the fact that we need to be spending time in prayer. So if you have not made that commitment to daily prayer yet, do that. Make the commitment and then spend at least 10 or 15 minutes each and every day in prayer. Begin simply with the readings of the day. Read the gospel of the day and reflect upon how Jesus is speaking to you. If you are already committed and are pursuing that daily prayer and meditation, then up your game. Spend at least another 5 to 10 minutes each day at least for this week, in order to spend that time to be able to really hear what God is speaking to you. The other is get to the sacraments. Allow the sacraments and the power and authority that's present in them in order to fill your life with God's grace. And then also make sure that you are going ahead and taking the steps you need in order to allow God's to truly be right ordering you so that you are allowing Jesus to truly live in your heart and soul and mind. So those are some resolutions that could help you be able to take those steps to really be able to find that meaning that you're desiring in your life. Hello, Christina Simmons from Say Yes to Holiness here. I was reaching out to let you know about a unique opportunity that's going to be happening the week of October 25th through 28th. And it's the Fully Alive Pursuing Holiness in the Midst of Achieving Worldly Success Workshop. This workshop's my response to a lot of people recently asking me about how is it possible to live out your faith and walk in holiness while striving to pursue your passions and your gifts and achieve a holistic success at work and home and in your faith community. As a working mom and business owner, as well as multi-sport athlete, former military officer and educator, I know a thing or two about juggling priorities and schedules. 
In fact, since I became Catholic in college, I had been searching for a solution to help me balance priorities in the midst of living out the fullness of life for which God had created me, that life of purpose and peace and abundance. And I tried both secular and religious solutions along the way, but with little or no success until I discovered a set of tools that were used by the saints and it all came together. Since then, I've been inspiring, encouraging, and accompanying others to be able to regain control of your daily life through developing a holistic and integrated approach that empowers you to become your best self and experience transformation in all aspects of your life. So the Fully Alive Workshop is designed to help you do the same. During this four-day workshop, I'm going to help you create a plan for your daily life that's going to help you prioritize your purpose, organize that chaos, and help you accomplish more of your goals with less stress so you can experience the purpose, peace, and abundance God created you for. Now when I run a workshop, I design it so that people can achieve breakthroughs in your life because I really want you to be inspired and encouraged and transformed so you can embrace the life God created you for. So in many of my workshop participants in the past have said that the workshop was a place for some dramatic change for them. And why is that? Well, simply, I challenge people to embrace the possibility of their daily life. I provide a clear vision for what your life can be. I share tools to how you can start living that best life now. And I offer support in how you can go about embracing that purpose, peace, and abundance. I usually get more requests than I can handle, and lots of people have already signed up. So make sure that you go and you sign up today. The nuts and bolts very simply are that there's going to be four days of live teaching and coaching during that week of October 25th through 28th. It's going to give you access to me and my team through a private Facebook group I'm creating just for this workshop, as well as resources to help you take charge and live the life you're created for. The workshop, again, is going to be happening Monday, October 25th through Thursday, October 28th. It's going to be happening at 1 p.m. Eastern Time each day. But even if that day or time doesn't work for you, make sure you register because I'm going to be sending out a link to everyone who registers afterwards. Again, if it's not a good time, still register and you will get the link so that you can watch the recording. But one thing to keep in mind is that everyone who can join me live is going to be eligible for lots of giveaways. So mark it on your calendar and then I look forward to seeing you at the Fully Alive Workshop. Being able to pursue all of what it is that God desires for you in the midst of that worldly success. So again, I invite you to come to the Fully Alive Pursuing Holiness in the Midst of Achieving Worldly Success Workshop happening Monday, October 25th through Thursday, October 28th. Have a great day. God bless. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes or message me through the Say Yes to Holiness Facebook page at Say Yes to Holiness through my website at www.sayyestoholiness.com or send an email directly to me at christinasimmons at gmail.com. 
I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we have begun here. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones, especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we continue to tell the master of death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation again with you soon.